Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other Black graduate students or early career professionals. It is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. Before we get started today, I just wanted to let you all know that I'm currently hosting a t-shirt giveaway. So this month I released the custom Out Here tees. These are my t-shirts that say, Out Here in These Academic Streets. And you can get them in your school colors, your Greek colors, or your favorite color. They're the perfect graduation gift for folks heading to grad school, or your friends in grad school, or teachers, and of course, yourself. These tees I'm giving away are in collaboration with Bumble, the Dating Friends and Biz app. Special thanks to them, and make sure you're following me for this week's giveaway. Now on to today's show. Hey, y'all. It's Alante from Black Inn and Grad School, and we are live yet again with um, the three-slide challenge. And so I want to start first by thanking the Center for Student Diversity and Inclusion at Carnegie Mellon University for hosting this live series. This is the second session of three live sessions that we'll be hosting um, this semester. So we have one more um, on May 1st, but today we are talking about shows we're watching, things binge-worthy, podcasts, books, whatever it is that you're enjoying. I have some personal favorites I'm going to share, and we're going to just like have a conversation. So I'm really excited to see the faces here and the names. I know not everyone's showing their face, um, but with that, we're going to start, as we always do, with um, my podcast with Lessons from the Trap. And so if this is your first episode, Lessons from the Trap essentially is a song that sets a tone for whatever the topic is for the podcast and we can pull some sort of motivation some sort of (laughs) um inspiration from the song now this week's is a bit of a tweak it's i don't know if there's gonna be any motivation from it but i do feel like it's perfect for what we are gonna be talking about today so i'm gonna play it and see if y'all can guess what show this is Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snack it. What's happening? Carol, Carol Baskin. Baskin. Okay, so we all know what show that's from, right? <laughs> yes, okay. That is from Tiger King. I don't have any motivation. Actually, I did not I did not think about that besides, you know, um I don't even know. I don't even I have no motivation, but that's lesson from the trap because we're talking about binge-worthy TV shows. I feel like Netflix picks the perfect time for uh, us to be for them to release that particular show because that was the beginning of our social distancing and we had plenty time to watch the entire series i watched it i want to say in a day because i think i watched it over the weekend so andrea gave us the laughing emojis and tiger king and so did kevin and that's a bop i agree (laughs) i thought that was really clever and it's from it kind of 
emerged from a site that or an app that I'm currently addicted to, like many millennials, TikTok. But we're going to get into that later. So um, with the three slide challenge, the idea was that you would pick um, a show that you think is binge worthy. Can you all hear me? Yes. Okay. Let's make sure I can hear me. Okay. Um, a show that you thought was binge worthy and you want to convince the audience that it's worthwhile. Now, I know grad students are super busy, so it's kind of a long shot to get y'all to participate. But that's okay because I had time and I made my presentation. All right. So I'm going to share my. My bad. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen with y'all. Well, let me get my slides ready. Um, let's see. Okay. You can see my, my presentation? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm going to share my absolute favorite show. I have been watching this show since it started. Like, since the very first episode, I've been watching this show. This is my favorite. Um, I've got my mama on it, and now we watch, we've been watching it together for like five years. But I'm just going to tell you why I think it's absolutely binge-worthy. First, the characters. There's so much range here. We've got our OGs, Nini, Candy, Cynthia. Uh-oh. I had these are all, these are all supposed to be memes. Don't worry about it. It exists. Um, and who else we got? Cynthia and Candy and, uh-oh. The pictures are, I can't, the graph, the, the gallery is in my way, so I can't see who's over in the corner. But then we've got Marlo and Eva and Tanya, probably Portia and somebody else. And then we've got our replaced folks, Sheree, who was an original. There's plenty of other replaced people, but we're just going to focus on Sheree. And then Kim Fields, a.k.a. Um, Tootie and um, old girl from Living Single and Phaedra. And who was this down here? I can't see. I can't remember who's in the bottom corner because I can't see my entire slide. <laughs> so these are the characters. And these are all memes. And the reason they're all memes is because there's always a whole bunch going on. It's a whole bunch, but it's always some good, culturally relevant, hilarious content that comes out of this show. I just love it so much. So there's a million storylines like that is probably why I think that this show is really exciting people talk about like Game of Thrones and how there's a lot of storylines there but here I mean we've got drama stories friendships break friendships ending all the things just to really keep you engaged in the show and especially now since we're all at home this show has 275 episodes all these episodes are an hour long so you got plenty something that could just take up just a span of time watching i have rewatched this entire series only one other time besides like watching it over the last 12 years and i think it was absolutely worth it so that is my suggestion for a binge worthy show and you know let me know what you think below in the comments in the chat how long has it been around so the show came out um like i said like 12 years ago so like 2000 2000 what's that eight ish 
That feels yeah. about right. Eight, nine. I was in college. Yeah. It's been around. So it was one of the original Housewives shows? Yeah, I think it was like the second or third. So I think it was Orange County, then one other who I forget, maybe New Jersey, and then Atlanta. And I actually watched the first two until Atlanta showed up, and I haven't watched the rest ever since. I never even got into the other series because Atlanta was giving me what I needed in every way, right? Um, and I have been a fan of Nini's since the beginning. I know some people like Kenya. I don't care for her, even though she's from Detroit and went to the same high school as me and everything. I'm not really a fan of hers, but I do love me some some Nene, even though she's problematic now, but she's the OG. So I feel like she's the one who's been standing and still getting a check. And she made a lot out of herself out of that show, which I really have an appreciation for. Um, before that show, she was truly a housewife. Now, you know, she out earns her husband. She has, you know, multiple businesses. She really, really took that opportunity and made it, flipped it into a whole lot more for herself. You know, she's been on shows. So I, uh, I love it. But <laughs> that's, that was one show of many that, that I just felt like was worth. And if you want to waste a bunch of time, I mean, it can happen there. So how well do you think the show would hold up for somebody who just wanted to start from the first season? Like, So, I, I mean, I think that if you start from the first season, like the first season is, is very short. It's only nine episodes, and it's like kind of dry, but you can kind of see Nini showing a little bit of her personality in the show early. Um, but I would say that you might – be able to skip the first season and get into the second season because that's when Candy comes in and then that's when her and Kim Zosiak start making the song Don't Be Tired for the Party which was like really popular like in the 2010s and so you get to see the whole drama that goes along with that and Nene and Candy were actually in an argument that season like they didn't get along when Candy first joined so that's great and then season three is when Phaedra shows up and um, Phaedra ended up having a whole bunch of drama like three seasons later and poor no portion show up to season four and cynthia shows up and she's crazy too so i i feel like you might be able to skip season one but honestly season two and back i think is perfect yeah all right that's cool i mean is uh what is your favorite storyline to follow out of out of all of that what is my favorite? I'm like, I didn't anticipate actual questions about my little presentation. This is, I, I love the, the analysis. <laughs> I mean, this, 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 is the hard, this is the hard-hitting stuff, you know? This is the <laughs> academic way of breaking this down. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, I wasn't prepared. That's a great question. I wasn't prepared. Um, no, my favorite, my favorite storyline, hmm. I would say my favorite storyline is probably going to be I'm trying to think of one that is like the longest. Actually, probably Kim Zosiak and Nini because there was a lot there. I mean, their their beef expanded like it probably was a span of easily three or four seasons of them like going back and forth. And I think like I don't know. I just feel like it was hilarious. Like some of like Nini's best zingers were definitely in that particular beef so i would say that one and maybe a second might be like marlo really arguing with anybody and marlo's not even a main character but she really deserves a peach but that's my own opinion but she like 
she comes in and stirs the pot in like the most hilarious way because all she do is drag on them about like their clothes that's it but it's like hilarious so it's a good drag Melanie said that was her show I appreciate seeing my people that appreciate the show too but um that's our three slides so I want to know now you know what are y'all listening to what are y'all watching what are you reading what have you been enjoying um that maybe you didn't have time to enjoy since we've been social distancing I have a show to, to advocate for. Yeah. Um, so my name is Bianca DeJesus. I am a grad student at Pitt. Um, I, I've watched all of Blackish, not Blackish, Grownish. I started watching Blackish, but then I branched off. So three shows have spawned from, from this. So it's Blackish, Grownish, and Mixedish. And um, the, my favorite of the three would be Gronish. And so it stars Yara Shahidi. Um, she's one of the daughters from um, Blackish, and then she gets her own show on Freeform. So they're in college, they're following her whole journey through college and just becoming a woman. Um, and I think what I appreciate about it is that it's real funny. Like it's real, it's awkward. It's like a younger version of Insecure, but it's not as awkward. Because um, some moments in Insecure get too awkward that you're like, it's cringeworthy, but it's not that. Like, it's funny. It's, like, hilarious. They're cutting jokes all the time, cutting up. And what I appreciate is that they they use these young people, many of whom are, are of color, to really debunk a lot of life's lessons. And I didn't expect, like, you know, as a woman in her 30s to be watching this show who are people supposed to be 18 years old to really be learning. And I'm like sitting here like, wow, she's dropping gems, dropping pearls. And like they, they cover a wide range of topics, like what it means, what is blackness? They talk about that. They talk about what does it mean to be civic, you know, a civic-minded civic, um, civic -minded individual in society, right? How do you make it through? What is it, you know, how do you, depression, they talk about depression and suicide. And they do it in a way that's still like you, you hear the point, but not... Um, it doesn't consume the whole episode, so it still keeps that lighthearted nature about it. And so once you start watching one, it's just easy to get sucked in. Um, there's three seasons of it. I will say that is um, something I didn't like because you can move through three seasons pretty quickly. Um, but they're, they're renewed for a fourth season. But I thought it was a, a really great, um, a really great show. I think the fact that it's young people and we are now grad students, we can relate because we've been through college. And we're developing, right? So some of the things they're talking about, we're either dealing with that, we're developing that part of ourselves, or we have thought about that part. So I thought it was cool, like, when they're reflecting on different things, like, you know, college and what it means to be cool and popular. I'm like, I definitely felt that when I was in school. And, you know, what it means to go to a PWI. I'm like, mm-hmm, felt that too. So I thought a lot of the lessons were very applicable. Um, um, I've been watching on Hulu. So I have a question because I tried to watch a grownish, um, but I only gave it like an episode or two. Try. Did you? Do you feel like it's trying to be a different world? Blackish or? I meant to say grownish. No, grown is that it? Which is grownish? Is the one she's in college, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grownish is the one she's in college. Um. I don't think it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, maybe it's a modern day, a different world. Like, I don't think you could, it's, to me, it's like apples and oranges a little bit. Like, I think it's similar, same vein, right? Life lessons, uh, Black individuals, but it's, um, 
probably the more diverse 2020 version of that because her friend group is a very eclectic, diverse group. The conversations that they're having, I couldn't, not to the same degree would be happening in a different world, right? Um, so I think similar, yes, and that they're in college, and um, but different in that I think it's evolved just like we've evolved as a society in some way. So um, I really appreciate it. I think, you know, you got to give it a couple episodes, but, you know, she has... Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with Melanie. Realize I'm on mute now. I like that Melanie. Like, yeah, it's a matter. It's a modern day one, just like Blackish is kind of like the modern day Cosby Show. Yeah, that's real. Okay, I like that's. Any other questions about um, grownish Blackish? Actually, I am curious about Mixish. I haven't even started watching it. Oh, okay, never mind. All right, <laughs> nobody else. I really like Mixish. I really do. Okay. Like I watched it because it was kind of it was kind of slow at first, but I actually really like it. I like it, but I have nothing but time to watch all the TV. So, yeah. But Mixes is actually it goes on really well, and it kind of explains how Bo, like how what makes Bo Bo. So it's like really it's really cute, like just to see her in like middle school, like with her first boyfriend, her first interaction with like the black culture at her school, like trying to integrate having friends, like even her relationships with her parents and her grandfather. I guess it's cute and funny. Like the grandfather well not low key, high key says tons of racist stuff, but it's kind of like I don't know, how do I explain it? Because, you know, this, um, yeah, he's really racist. That's all I can okay, say. He's really okay. racist. Got it. And he says, like, slick jokes all the time. But he had to kind of, it was the 80s, and his white son married a black woman, and they grew up, like, they lived in a commune. So it kind of, like, makes sense. But, yeah, the grandfather is, like, really out of pocket. That's the only thing I don't really care about it. But it was then. I guess they're trying to just make it really real mm, mm. okay so you think it's worth it's worth binging how many seasons how many episodes are out now uh, i think like 11 12 okay. yeah i watched that whole tuesday night block like i even watched the connors so i, I didn't even know what that is as well also you must and have okay roseanne spinning off or something yeah oh that's that cable life. <laughs> the con I didn't even know that there was a show. Okay. Anybody any any other shows you want to suggest, Melanie, since you got you you been you got some good some good suggestions? I've been watching Ozark. Well, I watched Ozark, which is my show. Like <laughs> First, everyone was talking about it on on Facebook. Oh, by the way, my name is Melanie Prudhomme. I am a third year doc student at Prairie View A&M University, so in juvenile justice. Um, but everyone on Facebook was talking about it. I was like, I, I guess I watched it, but I was like into it like mm -hmm. for a whole week. Like I had to stop and start it. So that's pretty good. I've been watching for life. Like that's really good. It's about. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who gets who it's based on a true story of the of a guy who gets sentenced to life in prison and he obtains his um law degree and he gets himself out wow so it's oh. like it's really pretty good yeah. it's produced by 50 cent so that's pretty wow. good is well, michael is michael jordan michael b jordan in that 
No. You're thinking uh, of mercy. Alante. Okay. Thank of you. Mercy. Right. Just, yeah, just mercy. So I've been watching for life um, just to see how he was able to get his bar degree and like how everyone is like out to get him. Like they don't want to see him succeed with his cases because he's a lawyer inside of the prison. So he's like a liaison. So he helps a lot of the prisoners like get off. So it's pretty cool. 50 Cent is in it now. Um, and I've been watching The Mass Singer. Oh, I feel like my mama likes that show. Like she's told me good things about Max Masked Singer. It's pretty cool. And I've also, lastly, I watched Married at First Sight. That's it. Okay. Well, I mess with Married at First Sight. I mess with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I would never do it, but Married at First Sight is my show. Okay. I'm thinking about getting into that. I finished Ozark today. Whoa, it ended crazy. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not a spoiler. But if you haven't watched Ozark, well, it's a, it really is a good show. It's slow in a way. Um, like, I think people, if you want, like, a lot of, like, bang, bang, shoot up every single episode, I mean, technically you're going to get that, but it's at a pace because it's a lot more of a, I almost think of it as a thriller a little bit, like a, like a, mental kind of thriller but i i I really liked that show but i loved breaking bad so it puts me in the mindset of breaking bad a lot um and i also like really like jason bateman as an actor but he's usually funny so i've been enjoying seeing him in a different role like he was in like the um i killed my boss series like that was a movie I forgot the name of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the actual name of it, but like him and a couple other like funnier guys, but I, um, I really like Arrested Development and he was like, he did Arrested Development and I've kind of like followed his career ever since. So I really enjoyed that. All right. What else y'all watching? What are you listening to? <laughs> I see someone went off mute. Go little, ahead. Little fires everywhere. Mm. What's that about? Yeah, what is it about? Oh, it's about this um these this white woman, this black woman that are in Ohio in the late nineteen eighties. Um and their interactions with each other and the secrets that they keep and how they all come out to play is very good. There's only like eight episodes of those. So. You can finish it in a day. Mm-hmm. So they half an hour shows? That's an hour long. Oh, okay. So it's a well. Andrea just gave another another uh, vouch for it. She first she said, "Hey, hey, my name is Andrea Davis, a first year MA candidate in African American Studies, African Studies, sorry, at Howard University. I'm binge watching Black Lightning on Netflix. Ten out of ten, highly recommended. And I'm watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu with li- literally little fires and virtual pun intended. So." Um, <laughs> I'll give it a try. It seems serious. <laughs> and I'm it like, is, but it's so okay. good. Okay. It's like Grey's Anatomy. You can't help but watch. So I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, like not even one episode. All right. Oh my God. Grey's Anatomy is everything. Like, <laughs> is it still on? Yeah, it's still on. They almost killed off one of my favorite characters, but. It's been years. Like, how many seasons? Like, 16. Six, I feel like. And I watch it faithfully, and like, I am emotionally attached to the characters. Like, I still <laughs> get upset about Derry. Like, I was just like, they really killed him off. Like, 
That is my show. That is my show. <laughs> I'm not. Go- I'm not even going. I'm gonna give it a try. I'm not even gonna fake like I was gonna watch it. I- Something about it was like, mm, I don't know. So that's not. But that's me. I like to hear people like enjoying it. I um. Maybe I will give it like maybe one episode, but that might be about all it happens to me. But I'm gonna try. But I've heard good things. People do love Grey's Anatomy. And Shonda Rhimes wrote that too, right? And I like everything else she like she wrote. So I don't see why. To, oh, how to get away with murder? Shmurda! That is my show. I'm. I need to catch up, but that's my drunk. I love that show. Oh my gosh. Viola Davis, you do too much though. Viola always <laughs> like mad. She look angry and just <laughs> pissed off all the time. I'm like. The scene be a happy scene, and she looked the same. Like <laughs> she's a tortured soul, <laughs> right? People always trying to like have her caught up. <laughs> so I'd, be, I'd be mad all the time too. I'd be like, I can't trust none of this situation. <laughs> Students got to cover my tracks all the time. <laughs> Stress. <laughs> Stress. Is that her fault? upbringing she got all stuff on her mind torture so she can't she can't she can't be happy but i love that show though it is good that's another show that i watch with my mom so i like that show a lot calling all graduate students you're invited to the third annual grad school success summit i created this virtual summit in 2018 for incoming graduate students from all disciplines The goal is to equip those traditionally underrepresented at the graduate level with the tools to transition smoothly to graduate school from undergrad, the workforce, or another graduate program. This three-day virtual experience is taking place May 18th through 20th, 2020, with workshops led by current graduate students, wellness experts, career development professionals, and more. Each workshop is selected to help you flourish holistically. So in your finances, in your classes, your research, your mental and physical health, which are all important for you succeeding in graduate school. The Grad School Success Summit focuses on issues related to navigating the early stages of the graduate school journey, but I think there's something here for everyone. You can register for free and learn more information at gradschoolsummit.com. Excited to see you there. Um, so what are y'all listening to? I, I listen to the read faithfully and uh, ear hustle. Yes. I know. Melanie. We had our moment. Yeah. We don't, we love, we love read. Um, I listen to ear hustle. Has anyone heard of ear hustle before or familiar with it? So ear hustle is, um, it's actually a podcast based in, oh yes. Yes. Eugene. I'm happy you like it. Um, I need to listen to the last episode. Okay. I usually listen to my podcast like over the weekend. So I'll probably listen today and later on and like throughout the weekend, but, um, it's based in San Quentin prison. It's a podcast based in the prison and they share, um, they share, I, I see, Oh, Kevin. Okay. I'm gonna see that too. I'm gonna share Tell y'all about your husband, Marie Kevin's uh, comment. So they share like the experiences of like life in prison and their main host actually was released from prison. I want to say over a year now. And so he talks about life after prison on the outside. And it's just like a really, really, really to me, like rich and robust show. Cause it talks, it really gives like 
one like insight into life in prison even though i do feel like at that particular prison it they have access to a lot of resources to help them with re- rehabilitation so i do feel like san quentin is a, is a unique place it's a in california by the way um however you still get an idea of like what life is like in prison um like from silly stuff to like like pets where you can't really have pets so like what they consider pets to um dating and relationships to like all the things that we do with like on the outside so i think it's an excellent show and it's really really well produced like really well um and they have all this original music because they have all these artists and musicians that are in prison and they tell their stories it's it's a fire show um and i i would definitely recommend it if you want something that's like not super duper heavy like maybe about politics but has like some depth to it but it's still just like enjoyable i think that it's it's a good kind of mix of all those things um kevin asks do y'all watch do y'all watch the re they have episodes on amazon prime i watched the show like a couple times but i think the podcast is better so (laughs) Because one thing I will say about, um, I hope y'all can hear me. It says my connection's unstable. One thing I'll say about like podcasting that I've learned is like when you're in front of a mic, you can like have no facial expressions for an hour. Now their show is two and a half hours. They look dry on TV. They'd be like, here we are back again. Like they look they annoyed that we there, you know, like, are you mad you're making money? Like, why do you look so angry? But I get it I as a podcast. Huh? I'm so sorry. I no, honestly feel but I honestly feel like that's Kid Fairy's face. Touche, touche. Um, Bianca, this sh- I feel like that's his personality. Cause I thought the same thing because he echoes he acts like he doesn't even want to be on the show. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that, but I feel like that's yeah. his personality. And he was like that when he was just YouTubing before uh, all that, when he used to just be like laying on his bed, <laughs> just reading life. Like he was just he, he had a kind of flat way of just presenting and talking and stuff but yeah i i do get you like that first couple episodes i watched i was just like yo they look like they don't even want to be there but it depends on kind of when they do the guest segments though those can kind of pop off and those yeah. have been some of those have been funny yeah. this is the read and so it's a podcast that also has a tv show the read. okay mm-hmm. gotcha that's what i got okay and the, the the show is like 30 minutes, I think. It's not it's not the full two hours, but it's kind of a similar format that they have on the show on the podcast. Um but okay, that's good to know. I did not I didn't discover the read until 2016. So I not only was I late, because they've been around for seven years, um, but I just didn't even know about Kid Fury on YouTube. Like I missed I completely missed that wave. Um, but I could see that. I went to their live show for their anniversary, which I am so happy I did since now they canceled their entire tour. I know. I'm sorry, Melanie. I could see. <laughs> I know. I know. But I am happy I made it. And they look dry there, too. Just, hey, y'all, I guess we here seven years or whatever. And I'm like, yes, I'm loving this with your dry face. I love it. <laughs> Having the time of my life. So that's so funny. Um, but I would love to hear other podcast recommendations because I listen to like four 
um, the very consistently. So I would love to add something to the rotation. Getting grown with Jaden Kia, I really like that podcast. Okay, it's it's they're honestly all a part all a part of that podcast group. Mm-hmm. So it's like getting grown, um, uh, friend zone. The friend zone, um, Jaden XD, and I like the insecurity podcast too. Me too. Yes, yes. I'm happy that's back. Yes. Uh, what else do I listen to? Um, I listen to tons of podcasts. Um, I like Dr. Ruth's podcast. Um, her where she's um, where she does therapy sessions. I really mm. like that one. But she like cuts out all the names um you had me at black is a really good one um code switch is really good i do i like code switch a lot yes i'm a, a big fan of the bachelor oh i love still processing still processing is my favorite but mm-hmm. i listen to this podcast called two black girls one rose where they do like recaps of the bachelor if you all watch right. the bachelor um black girl podcast and dead ass Oh, with um the what's their last name? Kadeem. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Does it? Is, you like it? You like their show? I like it. I, I honestly, I just love them though. So okay, okay. I'm making a little bias. I feel like I'm really pessimistic because I'm like I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like them on um their interview with the Reed, but I also don't like too many voices. Like I I like two hosts max on a show. Anything more gets. Like, my ears are like, I can't, I don't know who to listen to, and now I'm frustrated, so I'm mm-hmm. going to just leave. Um, okay, so still processing and code switch, and then you gave us a long list, two, uh, two black girls, one rose. Um, I see pod save the people when I need news from a black activism perspective. Okay, and doesn't, um, I feel so terrible. His name is escaping me right now, but he wears the blue vest. Does he do it's uh it's yeah it's yeah deray mckesson uh clint clint smith the third very recently dr clint smith the third his twitter was popping off when he had his little defense on uh britney packnett and sam Signore. so um i think like they 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 put the perspective on the news from um a lot of different aspects you Mm. know clint does the criminal justice stuff uh sam is like a good like data scientist so he really drops that sort of knowledge and then, you know, Brittany and DeRay are just people who have been like on the front lines for a minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's kind of like where I go when when I want to consume news, like mm-hmm. I'm going to go there first and get it digested from them. Okay. Good to know. I feel like I've heard about that, actually. And I'm definitely going to check out Still Processing because I don't know anything about that one. I don't even, I won't say that I never heard of it, but I never, I haven't given it a listen yet. I'm listening at mine. Solid. Okay. It's um, it's like two. I forget what their names are, but they're like culture critics for the New York Times. And mm. so, you know, when something pop culture comes up, they kind of take these deep dives. Um, okay. Pop culture that typically has to do with like black folks, um, is what their focus is. But they've been off for like like months, and I think they just had a couple episodes back, like. I don't know, just pretty recently. I just saw they had one April 9th. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. The Aretha Franklin episode was like my absolute favorite. So. Mm. I, I will definitely check that one out. Okay. 
Um, oh, I also okay. watched. See what Ms. Chanel watching? <laughs> oh yes, Ms. Chanel, tell us what you've been watching and listening to. And let's see if she hop on. Right, I'm saying she's a little mute. Ms. Chanel, turn your audio on. We want to know what you're watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching? Oh my. Um. Well. I'm going to confess, actually. Um, so I've been talking with a student recently, and we've been watching, actually, um, some anime so from back in the day. Like, I am a big fan of this certain company of anime, um, like the House Moving Cat Castle, things of that time, like like now, like late, late, late 90s or so. I've been watching that. Um, that's been my sad, like, cartoonist kind of thing um but recently um i've actually been watching stranger things because i mm -hmm. never got into it mm -hmm. whenever it was like everything's the hot thing i didn't really get into it and so i've been trying to do some catch up there um but i've been more about what are the shows i'm staying away from because everybody else is watching that i can get down with that and tell you like why i'm staying away from the tiger king right now and because i know everybody is down with this damn tiger king i don't understand it um but i find it humorous the commentary and all the memes that are coming out about it so my friends just keep saying stay away stay away stay away so i'm staying away but i'm i'm liking you know what i'm uh what i'm the meme culture that comes out of it i'm liking the meme culture because anytime you're interfacing people like snoop dogg on certain things like i find it i find it quite uh, hilarious. So I don't know what else is everybody else watching. I'm coming late to the game. So I don't know if you can see the history of the chat, but I mean, we let me, let me we, pull we, it we, up. we listen off a of, we listen off a bunch of stuff that people are watching. Oh um, my! And we talked about some pod, we talked about some podcasts too. So if you got oh. if you're listening to anything, we would love to hear that. Oh wow! I I typically try to do a, a code switch. I kind of jump into some code switch kind of things. I've been doing a lot of listening into um, certain NPR kind of based things, just with all the xenophobic things that are happening. So I've been uh, on on that uh, quite a bit. There's some interesting things that are happening um, and how people are responding. So one of the things that has been out there for me is not been so much about what's been happening. It's about how people have been responding. So that's what I've been trying to pay attention to quite a bit and, and how, how these conversations are happening within the U.S., but also what are other countries and how they respond to things. Like I love hearing um, about uh, how people are like putting people on pause. Um, there was this article out of France um, that kind of talked about um, when xenophobic I wish I could pull it up actually on a shared screen for everybody to see. Um, but it was like how they went about responding to certain things um, in their city, which is very different than how us as Americans um, would go about responding. Um, and so I find that to be interesting in how we are not, um, you know, we say we proclaim ourselves to be um, this unified America um but really how we go about doing it we just don't uh and how other people are looking at it through the lens of compassion and humanity um and we are just all about greed and self um just like the people who are where was it michigan 
Were they like gridlocking streets? Like what? <laughs> like what? With your Confederate flag and you're you're protesting and nobody's out. You you actually just did what we asked you not to do. Um, I'm so which is you, like the people who keep who keep open up their churches. Like who who are you? I I hope they go to jail. I actually want them to actually put some of these people. Like I'm to a point now. I don't know. Like I'm just letting you know, Alante. Like I think some of these things that people are doing, it is such an offense that actually, instead of trying to like call out, who was that doctor down in Miami who was like delivering things to the homeless? And then they're asking him all these questions and actually like actually stopping him um, and asking him questions. Like they should be arresting those people who are actually out in the middle of the street passing on um, the virus. So I'm gonna be quiet. He was crazy. That like, those, like it was just that, that just, spoke again to where we are um, and I was not surprised and then also at the same time it just hurts um, to be able to see in the even in the midst of a global pandemic how how people look to especially black men um, and the suspicions that are being projected upon them that should not be but I'm gonna put myself on mute sorry I don't know. I'm hopping in late into this conversation. No, you came in and gave an on-time word, okay? Gave an on-time word. But I definitely think that we, um, I, 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 my heart broke when I saw the, the, the doctor in Miami being arrested. He was testing the homeless for coronavirus um, because nobody was testing that, that population. Um, and he was arrested for having a van that he owned for years or time beforehand. Like it wasn't like he bought that van that week or anything. And so that was very, very disheartening in addition to like, you know, these Michigan folk um, going and protest protesting that America gets up and back up. But that's why we're talking about what we can do in our houses by ourselves and, you know, maintaining, oh, he was also delivering tents for people to stay in. Thank you, Kevin. I, di I didn't realize that part. Um, but he was doing a good thing, period. Nothing that should have been had him arrested or questioned or anything like that. Um, and we are looking at like things that we can do that are fun to pass the time and kind of keep us, you know, mentally sound. I think I know being in the house all day can just get a little cur uh, curb. I get what's the word I'm thinking cabin fever there it is um and Miss Chanel wants a space tournament I'm pretty sure there's like spades online that you could probably do that actually and set it up for friends so um I think the last thing we haven't talked about though is books admittedly I have not felt like reading so I haven't been reading anything but I would love to hear what you all might have been enjoying um book wise I read um the common book, uh, Love is Here, I believe. Okay. And it was really, uh, I think it's called Love is Here, but it's the book about love and his perspective mm -hmm. on um, learning to love again, learning to trust again, and, and processing his relationships with his father, his mother, and his daughter. So it was really good. It was a really good read. Um, also reading, reading The Reckoning by um, John Grissom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never read for leisure these days. So it's right. like, I'm gonna spend 25 minutes reading a day. That's a non-academic book, so. That's good. I need to add that to my routine <laughs> that is non-existent. I need to read something. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Nobody else is reading. <laughs> people reading, I'm sure. Um, uh, right now, well, so the next thing on my queue is uh, is is eloquent rage from when Dr. Brittany Cooper came through. So mm-hmm. I was able to grab a copy of that, and so that's next on my list because I've been doing a bit of a book club with my sister. So she did like it around. So she had recently recommended to me this other book. most excited to get started with is um so Ibram Kendi wrote a book called uh, Stand from the Beginning his second book was called How to Be an Anti-Racist but he recently teamed up with this other uh other historian writer named Jason Reynolds and they wrote a book called uh Stamped the Remix and so it's like this like the definitive history of racism in America but it's written towards a more like young adult audience and so it puts like a lot more like culturally relevant aspects into telling the story of like racism in America and so like I'm interested in starting that just because you know I kind of want to build up my language for talking about these issues in a more accessible way for younger people and so yeah I'm excited about that one that came in the mail a couple weeks ago and so that's that'll be coming after eloquent rage I think sorry I showed I was muted um I missed a piece of that because my I lost my signal, but I jumped in and heard stamped and ended on eloquent rage. So those two sound really good. Uh, and I'm sure you all also got some great recommendations in the meantime. Um, anybody else reading? A friend and I are gonna, we're gonna read later. Well, I'm. Re- or she read a book. I technically read a book a year ago. So I'm gonna like listen to it again over the weekend. And, and then we're gonna have like a little discussion about it, but. I would love to hear from someone else who I feel like, of course, I'm talking a lot. All right, I'll tell you about the book. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, hey, Angel and Ope, I see y'all just joined. Um, it's about, it's called, it didn't start with you. And it's pretty much the idea that every family has a history of trauma. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, and how sometimes something that might be like bothering you isn't even your own thing, but like it's actually generational. So like, I feel like black folk, we have like a concept called generational curses. I feel like this, um, I don't know what his training is, like the author, but, or I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure actually he's a man. So the, I'm not sure what their training is, but um, they kind of add, they, they, provide the science behind trauma and like how trauma can actually carry across like families um and like literally gets carried through genes and so I thought that was like really really cool um and so but it it comes with like a bunch of questions and a lot of prompts for you to write and reflect and so that's really not how I'm going to spend the rest of my evening is listening re-listening to the book 
going through the prompt so that she and I can have like a really robust discussion about it on Sunday. Um, now, when I read it the first time, y'all, like I was listening to it on my drive from Pittsburgh to Detroit so for about four hours. And I mean, about two hours into the drive, I was like boohooing. It was very like, it kind of just like hits you in the face with like some real stuff, but it, it's good. But again, it's like heavy. Um, so if you into that, you know, <laughs> it's a good book. If you don't want to do that right now, you know, maybe not. Maybe something a little bit lighter uh, might be a better choice. But that's something that I I like. One book that I have just enjoyed um, and I really recommend for like Black folk is What Mama Can Teach Us About Love. And it also is kind of a, it ties in like, the historical context into how like relationships between um, like intimate relationships are challenging for like black folk. And I felt like that was like really, really good. Um, And it kind of like helps to like retrain the way you think about your worth and things like that. So that's, I feel like that's a little bit lighter than it didn't start with you if you're into it. And it's written by two um, black women. Um, I read that book maybe I would say I probably read it the first time like three or four years ago and I revisit that book all the time um, because I think that it's it's a it's a pretty good book and I, like I said I recommend it to a lot of people. Any other suggestions or other things you're doing? You know, I'm on TikTok a lot. <laughs> You'll see all my videos on my Instagram. Um, listening to new music i'm trying to um i've been listening to a lot of um saint john and i think his music is cool like he's in this weird i don't know how to classify him he feels like a childish gambino to me like when he sits in this space of like that genre of music and i really like it um so i like that i identify with his music in terms of that caribbean feel he's from guyana but he's also from brooklyn so i I, his music is really speaking to me I like that. I like that. Tell me the name of the artist again, B. Bianca. Uh, Saint John. It's Saint J H N. A lot of my friends like him. I just haven't. I need to give him a listen. Um, and Eugene, um, is having some Zoom issues, but he's a recent alum from studying a public policy at CMU, and he works here now. Having issues, okay. Um, but some comedy podcast wrecks. Comedy Bang Bang is a improv comedy show. Scam Goddess, which actually I have listened to, um, which it reviews historic and recent scams. Best Friends with Shashir Zamita and Nicole Byer talking. I've heard good things about that. I just heard about that one as well. Conan Needs a Friend, which I think is going to be Conan O'Brien. And then Why Won't You Date Me? Um, and then Angel <laughs> says, girl, no, you came when you was supposed to be here. It's all good. We're happy to see your face. Um, but those are, I actually have listened to Scam Goddess as well. I remember I told y'all before I have like an issue with too many voices. She has too many people on, but I like the content, like the concept of the show. Just for me, it's like five people talking and I just like, I can't pay attention. So, but I do like the con the concept. I think it's a cool concept and there's some good scams on there. It's pretty funny. So we've got some music recs, some book recommendations, podcasts and TV shows. I feel like we've covered 
really all of many forms, you know, beyond the, including the written form, but even getting the blogs and stuff like that, that you could be listening to or watching um, right now as we are continuing to social distance. I want to thank the Center for um, Student Diversity and Inclusion, again, at Carnegie Mellon for organizing this. I want to say a special shout out to Dr. Kevin Jarbo for reaching out to me and putting this together. I'm so grateful um, for the opportunity to just kind of give us a space to talk and, you know, not necessarily focusing on everything that's happening, but just a nice break from it. Um, it's 5.30. I like to be on time. I want to thank y'all for showing up. I see some reactions. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, if you have anything else that y'all want to share, feel free to do so. I'm going to stay on here for like five extra minutes, but I just want to thank you again for joining. And we have one more session on May 1st, and it's at the same time, 4.30 um, to 5.30 Eastern time. We're going to be talking about what I wish I knew. And so we're going to hear from people at different parts of their program and what they wish they could have said to their younger self about graduate school and what to be ready for. So it's gonna be a really, really, really good conversation um, about school, you know, but again, able to not have to always, just think about at what you're getting ready for to do in the next year. Okay, y'all, thank you so much. Like I said, I'll hang around if you have any questions. Thanks, Alante. Yo, play us off with that Tiger King beat. <laughs> <laughs> You got to hear this, Michelle. No, that's the track. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Carol Baskin. Kinder husband whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed them to tigers, they snack it. What's happening? Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And uh, mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I I know. <laughs> when I finally make the time <laughs> in the middle of this pandemic, everybody's gonna know. But for right now, for me, <laughs> I gotta keep I gotta keep my distance from the Tiger King. Keeping my distance. Right. So 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 Alante, I'm gonna tell you the other thing that I am figuring out right now is um, I'm trying to determine because I feel like I need to have something delivered to my door like, every day because my interactions with the male person is like, it's like the highlight of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to like join this new like cocktails kind of thing, like delivery, like becoming like a, a mixer, like I can get my drink figured out, like, because I'm used to this time of the year, like making my like hooch punches and, you know, doing my like summer, summer's almost here, mm -hmm. uh, getting my like extreme, like, you know, nice parties that you're inviting people over for. So there's this company now that does like, like this cocktail, whatever, like you can send things to other people. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, yeah, uh-huh, actual cocktails. Uh, I'll have to look it up and get it to you where, you know, you can send it as a gift and it's like showing people like two drinks or six drinks or something of that nature. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, I will, I will look it up and give it to you. Um, and so I'm trying to determine like, do I buy into that <laughs> or do I 
not? Um, or do I send it to friends um, who need uh, a pick-me-up? That's what I'm trying to attempt to, to figure out what to do. Oh, that sounds nice, though. And a, a, a strong pick-me-up is always, I feel like, appreciated by some. So I know. I need to, I'm gonna, let, me look at, let me look up that listing for you. It's like, it's like a cocktail delivery. Oh. Yeah, I mean, about that. Uh, like it's a, like a mixed drink. Like it's teaching you how to. Oh, it's like it's like a subscription box. It's like a subscription box, but you're like getting it. Uh, it's a subscription box, so um, it is about cocktails. So I can say like that would be interesting. Like you're just kind of like, are you looking for sweet things, or are you doing you know, are you doing the classics? What does that look like? And it shows you, and it has all the ingredients. It's almost like a meal delivery. Like you're. Blue Apron and all of that, but it's all drinks. So, oh, okay, that, that sounds. I, I do feel like I might have heard of one of them, but I didn't. I didn't know if you. Could, my issue is like selection because I'm not like a. Some people like really boozy, you know, like forward mm -hmm. drinks. That's not me. I like to not know that there's alcohol in my drinks. So I was like, I don't want them sending me stuff that you know I'm never gonna but you use. Choose, but you choose. You, you choose the type, you choose the, the type of um, spirit you would typically use with it mm -hmm. uh, as to whether or not you actually need, like, are you, you don't even have to order like the alcohol part of it. Like you could have that at home and they're just sending you like, here's how you go about the mixture. Here's, here's the ingredients that you need because sometimes you don't have, you know, if you're just like, I don't have bitters, I don't have whatever. Like they'll send you that, they'll send that to you mm -hmm. in the, the weather mixology uh oh, he's frozen. <laughs>